Let us pray. Loving Father in heaven, thank you for giving us grace to be among the living today. Praise, honor, glory, and adoration be unto your name now and forevermore. Father in heaven, we ask that you grant to us the gift of your Holy Spirit. Lord, we want grace and power given to us to live the life that you want us to live, to resist temptation, to overcome sin, to overcome the world. As we go through our reading for today, we pray, Lord, that you would answer this prayer and grant to us power. Put your words in our mouth that we may speak words and to be a blessing to all who will hear. Grant to us the gift of your spirit and impress on our hearts the truth that you want us to know and understand. Thank you for answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen. Our High Calling January 15 A Higher Standard The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. John chapter 10 verse 10 What fullness is expressed in the words, I am the light of the world. John chapter 8 verse 12. I am the bread of life. John chapter 6 verse 35. I am the way, the truth, and the life. John chapter 14 verse 6. I am the good shepherd. John chapter 10 verse 14. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. John chapter 10 verse 10 This life is what we must have and we must have it more abundantly. God will breathe this life into every soul that dies to self and lives for Christ. But entire self-renunciation is required. Unless this takes place, we carry with us the evil that destroys our happiness. But when self is crucified, Christ lives in us, and the power of the Spirit attends our efforts. I wish we could be what God would have us, all light in the Lord. We need to reach a higher standard. But we can never do this until self is laid on the altar. Until we let the Holy Spirit control us, molding and fashioning us according to divine similitude. We must daily consecrate ourselves to God's service. We must come to God in faith. We need to humble ourselves before God. It is self that we have first to do with. Criticize the heart closely. Search it to see what hinders the free access of God's Spirit. We must receive the Holy Ghost. Then 
we shall have power to prevail with God. A mere assent to the truth is not enough. Daily, we must live the truth. We must shut ourselves in with God, surrendering all to Him. To listen to the great and grand truths of the word is not enough. We must ask ourselves the question, Does Christ dwell in my heart by faith? He alone can show us our necessity and reveal the dignity and glory of the truth. At the altar of self-sacrifice, the appointed place of meeting between God and the soul, we receive from the hand of God the celestial torch which searches the heart, revealing its great need of an abiding Christ. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is A Higher Standard. We have a series of Bible passages that tells us God's plan for us and tells us His credentials in helping us to achieve this plan. God will remind us with the Bible passages John 8 verse 12 that He is the light of the world in John 6.35 that He is the bread of life in John 14 verse 6 He is the way, the truth and the life and in John 10 verse 14 that He is the good shepherd and then in John 10 verse 10 He tells us what He wants to do. He has come that we might have life more abundantly. To have life, as we know, is to know God, John chapter 17, verse 3. That is to know God. And to know God is to keep his commandments. That is 1 John chapter 2, verse 3 and verse 4. Therefore, when God says that he has come that we might have life and have it more abundantly, he is virtually saying, I have come so that you can know me and behold me, so that you can keep my commandments. I have come to give you power to keep my commandments, because that is how you have life. I take it again. Jesus said, I have come that I might give you more abundant life. And in John chapter 17, verse 3, we read that to have life, eternal life, is to know Jesus Christ and to know God. And in 1 John 2, verse 3 and 4, we are told that to know God is to keep his commandments. So Jesus is saying, I have come to give you more abundant life. I have come to give you power power to live in harmony with my commandments because that is the only way you know me and keep my commandments and eventually will have life. But there is something that hinders the way. This devotion is a very important one for anyone, for me and for everyone who is listening. Because God will want to single out and point out what it is that makes it difficult for me and you to have life what it is that hinders him from giving us this life. There is something and that is the topic of our discussion today. That thing is self. Self is the greatest enemy that man would have to deal with in this life. The devil is a less, less enemy than self. Self is our greatest enemy. What is self? Self is me. Self is you. Nothing hinders God from giving us life than yourself and myself. It is not the devil. Many of us like to pray against the devil. Devil this, devil that. You are pointing fingers in the wrong direction. As far as having life is concerned, 
everything has been put in place but only one thing hinders us from having life self and that is why he says that god will breathe this life into every soul that dies to self self must die self-renunciation is required entire self-renunciation if we must have life now we must understand what it means to have self-renunciation and to have self crucified so that christ can live in us i'll read the second paragraph here it says that is page 21 paragraph 3 says i wish we could be what god would have us all light in the lord we need to reach a higher standard but we can never do this until self is laid on the altar that is died until self is dead now the next statement makes us to understand what it means to lay self on the altar that is until we let the holy spirit control us molding and fashioning us according to the divine similitude for self to die by the way let me define self before i talk about what it means for self to die self simply means you and all you are made of all your desires all your likes all your dislikes all your inclinations that is self and when we keep on following self my desire my inclination my own likes my own dislikes my way of doing things as far as that is what controls me i cannot have life i cannot receive power from god unless self is dead what does it mean to die daily it means to crucify your will and your desires it means that every day your will and your desire goes in one direction but no matter how strongly they go in that direction you crucify it and do the will of god no matter how crucifying it is to your nature no matter how painful it is to your nature that is what it means to die to self and as long as we keep on allowing our own desires and our own inclinations to rule over us we cannot receive this life that god has determined to give to us we must daily consecrate ourselves to god's service we must come to god in faith we need to humble ourselves before god it is self that we have first to do with criticize the heart closely search it to see what hinders the free access of god's spirit so when you search the heart there's something in it that is hindering the free access of god's spirit to stopping you from receiving the holy ghost until you have found that thing in you it may be pride it may be envy jealousy and unforgiving spirit it may be your own inclination to follow after a certain ambition that is not in line with the word of god it may be your addictions maybe your habits all these things are under the umbrella of self and as long as we keep on holding to these things as long as i keep on holding to these things i will not have power to prevail i will keep on falling i cannot just like it says here may ascend to the truth is not enough we must leave the truth we must shut ourselves in with god surrendering all to him so there needs to be a deep soul and heart examination we must ask ourselves the question does christ dwell in my heart by faith and then we are also told to criticize our hearts closely self must die 
your own desire, your inclinations, your likes, your dislikes must die if you can must receive life from God. So perhaps we might have been having an experience in our Christian journey that is up and down and we are wondering what is the problem? Why is it that I am not consistent? Why am I having this experience that is like a roller coaster? The reason is self. We must rise to a higher standard and that higher standard is laying self on the altar. We need to reach a higher standard but we can never do this until self is laid on the altar. Self-renunciation, self-crucifixion is the higher standard. Until this self is crucified, that higher standard will not be achieved. So, the word of God has come to me, telling me this is what I ought to do. The commandments has been explained, broken down. But I cannot climb high, cannot reach that high standard of the law of God unless self is laid on the altar because it will keep clashing with this new and higher standard that i have understood the holy spirit wants to control me and take me this way but i like it to do it this way that is what self is self is i i want this i want that i like this i like that i desire this i desire that and it and these desires are strong some of them have transformed themselves into well-established long-established habits some are addictions now they are so strong and deeply rooted in us but unless self is crucified unless we learn to live by faith and not by sight and not by feeling because self functions by feeling not by faith unless we have learned to function by faith self cannot die what does that mean in practical terms on a daily basis it's easier said than done but yet i will still say it so i have learned that i am not supposed to perhaps eat this article of food if I must have good health. But that food I'm talking about is something that I love. That is the I now. I love it. And so after my morning devotion, the temptation comes. I want to eat this food. I like it. I remember my brain reminds me of how it tastes and then it 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 promises me the feeling that I'm going to get after eating this food and all the prospects are good. And the desire is strong. You see, if we, we always function by desire, even myself, many times we function by desire. And we go ahead and eat that food. But if I live by faith, I will go against my feelings. It's a hard battle, I tell you. It's a hard battle. Christ doesn't tell us it's going to be an easy battle. We must fight ourselves. And unless we fight ourselves, we cannot reach this higher standard. We must say to ourselves, no, I will not do this. I will not eat this. I will not browse that. I will not watch that. I will not listen to that. I will not go there. I will not say this. Somebody offends me and I usually would snap and uh, say something derogatory or say something sarcastic 
just to get at another person. Oh, I love to jest and joke. And then an opportunity comes, and I'm very quick at it before, and, but I know now that the Word of God has given me a higher standard, Ephesians 5, verse 2, 3, 4, that all filthy talking, all jesting and joking should be taken away. Now that's the higher standard, but I cannot reach it unless when that moment comes to tell that joke or to say that witty statement that will make everywhere to light up and everybody starts to laugh unless i function soberly thinking first of all processing things in my mind and making a decision and say the best thing for me to do is not to do this and resist the temptation to follow my i like this and i want to do that and my desires unless there is that critical examination of the heart we cannot even stop self because it will happen just impulsively self cannot be crucified if we function by impulse and i know it we must be trained and educated not to function by impulse but by common sense and calm reason self will always have the better of us if we function impulsively if self must be crucified there must be calm intelligent reason that rules over us because many times self will assert itself even unknown to you and then you realize yourself and say oh i shouldn't have done this i shouldn't have said that i shouldn't have thought this or thought that and it can carry us for hours we'll be functioning on self for hours before we can recover ourselves It's a hard battle, I tell you. It's a hard battle. No one, God has not promised us that it's going to be an easy one. But one thing He has promised us is that it is possible. It is possible. He has the power to give. And that's why He tells us, I am the light of the world. I am the good shepherd. I am the way, the truth, and the life. If we come to Him, He can give us that power and that grace that is required for us to crucify self. Therefore, in order for self to be renunciated and to crucify self, we must live soberly. We must watch. If not, self will rule over us. Self is our greatest enemy that we have to deal with. It is not the devil. It is me. I am my greatest enemy. Someone said, I sent some men to fight. He said he had a battle. I sent some men to fight. And one of the men came back at the dead of night. He said he had seen my enemy and that my enemy looked just like me. So then we must set out to fight ourselves. Because that enemy that we have sent men to fight against is actually us. We are our own enemy. Our greatest enemy, believe you me, is not Satan. It is me. You are your greatest enemy. I am my greatest enemy. I am the only one that can stop myself from getting this life that God has provided for me. It is in my hands to choose. We must learn to die daily and give ourselves over to the Holy Spirit to control us. Sometimes these decisions are made. It is not because we love them. We must learn not to do what we love, but to do what God loves. 
we must learn to make decisions that are radical that crucify our nature that when we are doing them we don't love them but we are doing it because we are living by faith because god has told us that's what we ought to do and unless we start to function in this manner we cannot reach that higher standard if we keep on doing things because we like it you're not going to grow you must learn to do things because you don't like it but because god said it that is what it means to crucify self you are not doing it because you love it you are doing it even when you don't like it that is when self is dying if you're only doing it because you love it self is alive but when you find yourself doing something you dress in the right way not because you love it self loves something else but you, you, you've heard the word of God. Unless you have learned to live by faith and not follow self, you will not reach a higher standard. If you are waiting to love what God says before you do it, then you are still living based on self and you will not reach that higher standard. You must not wait for that. Crucify self. Go against that inclination to say, I want to love this thing before I do it. I want to love the food before I eat it. I want to love the dress before I wear it. I want to love the, the, the ambition before I adopt it into my life. If you are still waiting to love to read the Bible before you read the Bible or waiting to love godly songs before you change your secular song, you will not climb up. You will not because you are still living by self. And self is what is stopping you from reaching that higher stand. It's what is stopping me too self must be crucified and that is the f- topic of this discussion today criticize your heart and crucify self live daily by doing things that you do not like even i'm not saying you just go ahead and do what you don't like i mean those things that the word of god says that you don't like just do it nevertheless even though you don't like it you know how you take your drugs when you are sick you don't like it but yet you take it that is crucifying self that same power that you have to take that drug even though you don't like it but because you want to have good health you did it even though you didn't like it that is the same power that you have to do the things god says because of your sin sick soul and you take the drug the medicine of god's word into your heart and do what it asks you to do not because you like it but because you see that your sin sick soul needs this medicine and that is the only way it can be healed self must be crucified i pray that god will give us the grace indeed anytime i think of it i understand how difficult it is it's one thing to say but crucify self that's the hardest thing in the world but yet it can be done i know it can be done i know and don't give up when you see yourself failing, when you see yourself crucifying self for two days and then self rises up again, and then you see yourself crucifying self for a few moments and then it rises up again and defeats you, don't give up. God is training you to crucify self. It's a training, it's a process. So don't think it's going to happen in a moment, but enter into the battle nevertheless and start to fight. You know, when someone is fighting, sometimes he will fall and then you rise up again and fight and keep fighting, keep fighting, don't give up. And I pray that God will give us the grace to grow and reach that higher standard in Jesus' name. Amen. The fourth paragraph of this devotion says, we must daily consecrate ourselves to God's service. And this decision is a requirement for us daily. Paul would say, I die daily. 
Jesus himself in the scriptures in Luke 9.23 will say, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. The, the choice, from what my brother has said, is the choice to deny our own will, our own choices our own inclination that we know are not in line with God's word. I think one of the challenges we all have to face is to agree that in us dwells no good thing. As as Paul will say in Romans 7 verse 18, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. So, if we can agree with this text, that is, there is nothing coming out of our mind that can be trusted, that is good, then it, it will become easier for self to be renunciated. As long as we keep thinking there is something good in us, maybe because of our degree, where we are coming from, our lineage, how beautiful we are, as long as we keep thinking something good about us, we will not totally surrender self and then pick up a better way or the higher way or consider God, God's ways to be better than ours. So I think we need to agree, as Paul says here, in me do I have no good thing. So even if I have good acts or I can do some things, because my my heart is carnal. I may not even realize that some of the things I'm doing may be just for self. Not even to God's glory. So I think we need to first agree with this point that there's nothing good in us. In Romans 8 verse 7, the Bible says that because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So, it's not, it's not a natural thing for us to desire to please God. And we know the works of the flesh. We, knows, we know our desires, but they are carnal. Now, God wants us to stop acting from a self-centered point to a God-centered point. In which case he wants to replace our our attitudes, our actions with a spirit-centered lifestyle. Spirit-centered being an act, a life that is quickened or motivated by the word of God. The spirit of God, the Bible says that the spirit it is a, it is a spirit that quickeneth. The flesh does not profit anything. And Jesus said in John 63 that the words that he's speaking to us are their spirit and their life. For us to be carnally minded is death. So God wants us to change base. He wants us to take his word as the motive of action. And we need to constantly agree, remember that our own thoughts and ideas are not as good as his own. They are not even good in the first place. So, and so that God can give us motivation that comes from his word. He can do it. 
He said he'll write his law in our hearts. That's what he wants to do. But we need to first agree that our own ways are not good, like Paul said here. So that when he brings through the help of the Holy Spirit, he reminds us of his word. We act based on those principles and we keep acting. Though flesh, ourself, may always want to revolt, but we know already intelligently that I know my ways are not the best ways. Even if even if Satan may prompt us through a thousand ways, but we know because intelligently we have already agreed before time that there's no use to self-serving. No matter how intelligent it may look to me, I understand that God's ways are better. I understand that the intelligence from the word of God is better. David will say in 119 of Psalms, I think, verse 19, he says, I am a stranger in the earth. Hide not thy commandments from me. David came to the point where he saw himself as someone who didn't know the right from the left. Much like when you're going for a journey that you've not been to before, you ask questions. It doesn't mean you've not seen roads or you've not heard about things about that place. But just because you know you cannot trust your wisdom, you ask questions. David saw himself as a stranger on this earth. And he asked God, please guide me by your commandments. We can be led by God if we agree that his ways are better. In the reading, we are also told that we need to ensure or examine that Christ lives in us. And how do we see this? It's when we can sit down with ourselves and analyze, examine our ways and check if the motives that have prompted our actions are godly or selfish. Check if the principles of Christ, the way Christ does his things, has been the motive of our own actions maybe in the past hour or in the past day the past duties we have done we examine the things we have done the work i have done did i do it according to christ's standard do i do it according to the principles of his word then if i can see the spirit the mindset of christ the in my work i can surely say that christ dwells in me but if i cannot see myself being motivated by godly principles by the things which god himself have outlined in the scriptures should be the guide of my work or my actions then surely still self that is living i I read an article once that said some people may perform good works but because it is motivated by selfishness a love of praise or approbation or the interest we want to gain from others that all such works are not accepted before God because they are all tainted with selfishness or self um, ideas. I may make a call, I may uh, seek to know how people are doing and the rest of them, but if it is not motivated by the Spirit of Christ, it is not accepted before Him because I only considered myself. I was looking at what I would benefit from those things. So God is calling us to a higher standard to do things because Christ wants us to get them done with his own mindset not thinking what shall what I shall gain from it so I pray that as we first accept the fact that there is nothing good in us as Romans 7 has said it and also as we accept the principles of God in our lives 
constantly dying to ourselves. I pray that the will of God, the nature of Christ, will be reproduced in us. In Christ's name, Amen. A higher standard. What is the higher standard? To have life and have it more abundantly which is the purpose for which jesus came and we are told this life is what we must have and we must have it more abundantly how do we how can we have this life god himself will breathe this life into every soul but such souls that such as that dies to self and lives to christ how do we die to self entire self-denial or renunciation is required in order to have God breathe his life into us. Unless this takes place, unless self is sacrificed, we carry with us the evil that destroys our happiness. Are you happy? But when self is crucified, Christ lives in us. Which means Christ cannot live in us until self is crucified or self is sacrificed. They are the author of self-sacrifice, the appointed place of meeting between God and the soul. We receive from the hand of God the celestial touch, which searches the heart, revealing his great need of an abiding Christ. Is your all on the altar laid? It is at the altar that the soul meets with Christ. You remember the testimony about Abraham? Where was the testimony made? At the altar of sacrifice. Only when Abraham, in sacrificing Isaac, Abraham sacrificed himself. He denied himself. He did not consider himself and God bore the testimony that now I know that thou fearest the Lord and in that at that time he was accounted to be faithful he was accounted righteous he received a touch and such touch as we too need and to have it it must be the meeting place and where is the meeting place? The place of sacrifice at the altar. What are we to sacrifice? Self. And this reminds me of these great uh, words in songs. Which reminds me of Jesus' experience in Gethsemane. Our great pattern. To whom we look and live. He said, not my will but thy will be done and here it says not i but christ be honored be loved be exalted not i but christ be seen be known be heard not i but christ in every look and action not i but christ in every thought and word 
Christ, only Christ, no idol was ever fallen. Christ, only Christ, no needless bustling sound. Christ, only Christ, no self-important bearing or self-esteem. Christ, only Christ, no trace of I be found. When we dress, when we make presentations, when we go to places, when we make choices of spouses and friends, in every single thing, who do we want to be seen? Who do I want to, to be seen? Christ or I? This is where the sacrifice is made. You must take away Christ. The mind must always, in everything, in every choice, put Christ in the first consideration. Put God in the first consideration. And how can this be achieved? We cannot achieve this on our own. That is why in Christ's object lesson, chapter 13, we are told we can sorry but no man can empty himself of self. I know that you struggle. Yes, I want to do all of this. I want this to be my experience. But I've tried. I've, I've failed over and over again. Now you need to know, we mentioned this yesterday and it has to come up again today. No man can empty himself of self. We can only consent for Christ to accomplish this work. Then the language of the soul will be, Lord, take my heart, for I cannot give it. It is thy property. Keep it pure, for I cannot keep it for thee save me in spite of myself you know when you are trying to give yourself to god and then yourself is pulling you away that is why you can look at look god has done a great work for me god is willing to do a great work for me but i am always counteracting his work and then you can come to god you say lord please save me in spite of myself my weak on christ-like self mold me and faction me raise me into a pure and holy atmosphere that is why it was said before do not wait until you love reading the bible before you can read the bible you need to go to jesus and ask him for the grace to read the bible to love the bible because that's where when he says raise me into a pure and holy atmosphere where the rich currents of thy love can flow through my soul you're saying please put me give me the desire for thy word Help me to cherish the company of those who love thy word, who will share thy word, who will help me with understanding of thy word. And this experience is not only at the beginning of the Christian life that this renunciation of self is to be made. At every step, heavenward, it is to be renewed. Why? Because all our good works are dependent on a power outside of ourselves. And again in the book prayer, we are counseled. Consecrate yourself to God in the morning. So this is a daily experience. Make this your very first work. Let your prayer be. Take me, O Lord, as holy thine. I lay all my plans at thy feet. Use me today in thy service. Abide with me. And let all my work be wrought in thee. This is a daily matter. 
each morning consecrate yourself to God for that day. Surrender all your plans to Him to be carried out or given up as His providence shall indicate. Which means I will not be ruffled in my mind if I could not accomplish as much as I would if things do not go the way I plan them because I do not want myself to be seen. I do not just want my own things to be accomplished but Christ's own things. Thus, day by day, you may be giving your life into the hands of God and thus your life will be molded more and more after the life of Christ. These are practical steps. Simple though they may be, but they are the way to have life and have it more abundantly. A mere ascent to the truth is not enough. A mere ascent to truth is not enough. A mere approval of truth, a mere agreement, acceptance of truth is not enough. And what then will make it enough? Say daily we must leave the truth. We must shut ourselves in with God, surrendering all to Him to listen to the great and grand truth of the word is not enough. We must ask ourselves the question, does Christ dwell in my heart by faith? This reminds me of Judas again. See, Judas had loved Jesus, but had loved money more. That's self now. He had not thought that Jesus would suffer himself to be taken by the mob which he led on so that there is a possibility that if even if I love Jesus as I claim I love him but love something else that my flesh is clamoring for I'm, I might through that thing lead the mob on to Christ I wonder why Paul speaking in Romans said that thou that makest thy boast of the law through breaking the law dishonorest thou God for the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you as it is written now we must daily consecrate ourselves to God we must come to God in faith Christ constantly sought to soften the heart of Jesus thoughts he hoped to bring him to repentance that he might pardon him but Judas's pride and stubbornness led him on Judas was satisfied that there was nothing to be gained by following Christ after seeing Christ wash the feet of the disciples as he thought he was confirmed in his purpose to disown him and confess and confess himself deceived he was possessed by a demon and he resolved to complete the work he had agreed to do in betraying his Lord when the Spirit of the Lord is speaking in my heart telling me that what I want to do is offensive against God and what my flesh want to do is pleasing to myself and then I refuse to heed the Spirit's warning. I go ahead and do what my flesh is clamoring for. 
I'm silencing the voice of the Spirit. And slowly, slowly, say no man ever comes to sudden ruin, but by repeated transgression, a man will come to a place where he can no longer see that what he's doing is wrong. So that's what that was what Judas was doing, and that's what I'm doing today if I'm not careful. See, he will not fall upon the rock and be broken. And finally, his hardness of heart led him to sell his Lord for 30 pieces of silver. I am afraid that I will not want to come to that place. So what should I do? The reading is saying that I must shut myself in with God. This is a science of salvation now and it's practical. All the steps that God is giving us, shut yourself in with me, surrendering all to Him. It is hard to surrender to Christ. We all, we, 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 I'll say I give Him my life, but I want to control the life. So I'm not dead yet. I must die so that Christ will live. It's as simple as that. A dead man cannot take control. It was Martin Luther who said when they were trying to to intimidate him at one point he said they cannot kill a dead man for he's already dead so there's nothing to fear so for the Christian for me I must learn to fall upon the sword every day and die so that Christ might live amen let us pray dear father in heaven thank you so much for your love and mercy towards us Thank you so much for the lesson this morning. We pray, O oh dear Lord in heaven, that you walk in us both to will and to do of your good pleasure. We have learned that we need to die to self. We have no power to do that. O oh dear Lord, we plead that you give us the power to daily consecrate ourselves to you, to daily die to self that we might stand the temptations of the evil one. We pray, O dear Lord in heaven, that you help us in all areas of our weaknesses and grant us victory over trials and temptations of the evil one. We pray that you be with us throughout today and grant us the grace, Father in heaven, to do that which is right before you. Thank you so much for we know you are going to do much more than we have asked. These are many more blessings we asked in Jesus' name.